All right, back again for a Cash Maddie podcast. Tonight we're going to be strictly talking about the San Diego Padres as they just got bombed by the Nationals. I don't even know what the final score was. I'm up in Palm Springs. It was like 7 nothing when I turned it off. And then it was like next update, it was 10 nothing. Anyways, they fall to 51-38 and on the season. They got a nice record. I mean, that's still a really good record. I believe it's fourth best in the National League. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the record that they got, but I feel like they could be a lot better than what they are if just a few guys would just have normal seasons from what they've done. And the three guys are Hosmer, Myers, and Snell. And I'm about to destroy all three of them on this podcast. I think they all deserve to get destroyed um, in one way or another. I mean, we could start with Hosmer. I mean, I've been one of the Hosmer's biggest support is, uh, you know, I mean, you got an OPS. He, he's Lately, he's been bringing it up, actually. This is, this is what's so embarrassing about the guy right now. He's brought it up to 684. That's his OPS right now. Defensively, he's been a disaster. Um, last year, he had a really good year. He was driving the ball. He had nine home runs in 38 games. So, I mean, he was averaging a home run better than one every four games. He's got seven fucking home runs. Apparently, he hit a home run today. I didn't even see it. Apparently, he hit a home run today to give him seven. We're already past the halfway point, you know? So he's not even on pace to hit 14 home runs, 15 home runs. He's probably on pace to hit like 12, 13 home runs on the season. I mean, that's a joke, you know? He's still hitting over 300 runners in scoring positions, so somewhat helps him. Now, Padre Twitter just destroys him in every single way. Uh, this year, I think he deserves it. I don't think the other years he necessarily deserved it as much as they destroyed him. And I'm going to get into that. I mean, they destroy almost every single guy, you know, for one reason or another. Myers, though, to me, gets like a free pass. I don't know why. I mean, he's getting paid the same. Um, he's got an OPS of 749. I mean, that's not... If both of them had an OPS of 750, uh, this team would be, I, I think, much better right now. Myers' OPS, though, like, he hits a couple of home runs here and there. Like, he's got 10 home runs on the year, and that really puts his OPS up, well, obviously. But it's most of his home runs come at meaningless times. I think last year he had all... Uh, a lot of meaningful home runs, a lot of meaningful RBIs. I mean, yesterday he had a three-run homer. Obviously, that was a huge home run, a double, brought in a run, whatever. But it seems like he, he gets some meaningless home runs here and there, maybe not as much as he used to. But, I mean, he's still, like, you're getting paid $20 million a year too. Dude, your OPS is 749 Like, you can't even get an OPS close to 800 or or what should be minimum for these two guys the minimum ops if they had at 775 if both of them were at 775 ops wise the padres would probably be they're 13 games above 500 they'd probably be 17 18 games above 500 so both of them are killing this offense in my opinion you got five really good hitters and then you get to the six seven you got Hosmer and Myers, and it's just like, well, what kind of are we going to get from him? Now, it seems like very little optimism from Hosmer lately in this month. It seems like he's starting to come around a little bit. But 
until he starts driving the ball, I'm not going to, you know, start circle jerking and thinking the optimism on him is for real because most of his hits are just fucking singles, dude. He's got seven home runs and, if I'm not mistaken, only 10 doubles. And, I mean, 17 extra base hits on the season is just a fucking joke from a first baseman who's making 20, 21 million, whatever he's making. That's just a joke, dude. He was never going to be worth the contract, and I never said he was going to be. But I always kind of backed him up because I was like, well, he's clutch and he gets big hits. And, you know, uh, I think he helps other players out. And, you know, he's won a World Series. I think that stuff kind of matters. You know, Padre Twitter does it, which is fine. You can just disagree with me on that. But there's nothing to defend on this. You know, defensively, he's been a disaster. I don't. I still don't think he's as bad as, you know, the defensive metrics make him out to be but he hasn't been good uh Myers isn't really good defensively out there I was just on a chat with miserable Padre he had like he had so many people on there it was a really fun thing uh, I don't know what it's called it's called space or twitter space or something I don't know it was, it was it was a fun fun chat thing someone was like well Myers is good defensively I was like dude he ain't fucking good defensively he plays right field like, he's not terrible. He's not making errors out there or anything. Um, he misses some balls, though, and he's not, like, he's not a liability. But you get you get to the point, like, do you go trade for a Joey Gallo? And if you trade for Joey Gallo, obviously Gallo's going to play either right field or first base, and one of them is going to be gone. And I'm going to, as I go on on this podcast, I'm going to go on and tell you I wouldn't go for Gallo. Because I think they got other situations that what I'm banking on is one of those guys, Hosmer or Myers, gets closer to what they were last year. Not, excuse me, not exactly what they were last year, because that probably is the fluke. I don't know if you call it a fluke, but probably what they're, the high of both of them was last year. I don't think they're going to be that, but if if Hosmer can even just get back to what he was the first two years, or Myers, you know, Myers is kind of what he is. Like, besides last year, I mean, yeah, his his OPS is probably around seven seventy. You know, he runs in a few home runs. I'm more disappointed in Hosmer though. Hosmer's the one that I kind of counted on. Like, I always felt like he gave much better at bats, and I still feel like he gives better at bats than Myers does, but. Myers at least hit some home runs. That's the difference is Myers, you know, his few hits are home runs. Hosmer's hits are all singles. Um, Hosmer still hits the ball hard. He just always hits it on the ground. So if you looked at his, you know, exit velocity and stuff like that, you would still feel like, well, Hosmer's getting unlucky. And he is, like I saw him, he was up there not too long ago with the top five hardest hit balls for outs. Okay, let's give him an extra five to seven hits. He got an OPS of seven or 684. Let's just say it gets him up to 715, 720, 730. That's still pathetic. I mean, anything below 750 is pathetic. You know, especially if he could get it up to 775, okay. He's never going to be worth the contract again. But if both of them can get to 775 OPS, then you're talking about a much deeper lineup because you got you got Cronenworth and Grisham who aren't getting paid shit, and both of them you can say can be close to twenty million, or let's say they were worth fifteen million a piece, 
and then Hosmer and Myers are only making, you know, close to $5 million, then, then the math works out there. But, I mean, my God, both of these guys are just killing this team. Now, with that said, I think the one guy who's not getting enough blame on this this team in this year, and it's got a trickle effect on the whole pitching staff, in my opinion, is Blake Snell. Blake Snell is killing this team, in my opinion, even more than Hosmer and Myers. Listen to Blake Snell's uh, game logs of innings that he's pitched. The first game he pitched four and two-thirds. Then he went five innings. Then he went his third game, he went two-thirds of an inning. I mean, you just, you, just to- you just killed the bullpen. So his first three games, he barely pitched 10 innings. He pitched 10 and a third innings. Then he pitches five, then five and a third, five, four and two-thirds, four innings, six innings. Oh, my God. I just fucking wet my pants. Six fucking innings from him? Oh, my God. Should give him a fucking huge contract. Then he goes three and two-thirds, three innings. Then he goes seven innings. Oh, my God. He should have held out. Four innings. Three and a third, five innings, and four innings. And this last game, he pitched four innings. And on the road, I think he has an ERA now. It's like it was over 10 before last game. But he pitched four innings of no runs. So it's probably like around nine. This last game, they were up five to nothing going into the bottom of the third. And I know he was sick and, you know, that's fine. Probably wasn't going to throw 110 pitches or wasn't going to throw 100 pitches. Fine. You, you're telling me you can't get to five innings and throw 90 pitches, 85 pitches when you're up 3 nothing. Why weren't you pounding the zone? I don't get it. Every inning, he, he walked a couple guys, or there was two, two guys on almost every fucking inning, it felt like. When you're up 5 nothing in the third fucking inning, going into the third inning, just pound the zone and help your bullpen out. He is killing the bullpen, absolutely killing him. I'm surprised that the bullpen has held on this long to, to be this good because like Paddock today, I mean, I don't even know what he pitched, two innings and gave up 100 runs. But at least Paddock, like some games, gives you seven, six innings. And Paddock, to me, is a good number five. I see a lot of people trashing Paddock. Paddock's not getting paid anything. We traded, we traded Cole Wilcox, who probably be our number two pitching prospect right now if we would have kept him. Okay, I don't consider Weathers a a, a prospect anymore. So I would I would still have Gore ahead of Wilcox, but Wilcox would probably be your number two pitching prospect. You trade well, Patino would have been number two. So you traded Patino, you would have been number two and number three pitching prospects. And you traded two catchers, Blake Hunt and Mejia for Snell. You gave up a shit ton for him. Now, a lot of people are like, "Oh, you just absolutely got ripped off in that trade." If Snell balls in the playoffs if you make it to the playoffs and he's balls in the playoffs then the trade was worth it just like clevenger because you're getting those guys to pitch in the playoffs patino wilcox they're not going to help you in a playoff run right now they would help you maybe two three years down the road maybe to pitch in the playoffs but they when you have your window right now this year next year and the following year how many of those years are they going to pitch in the playoffs and be a starter. You can't throw Patino in a playoff game right now. I mean, I don't, I don't mean, last time I checked, he threw like 15 innings for the uh, Tampa Bay. Maybe it's more. That was that was a couple of weeks ago, last time I checked. But he's still developing. Like, it's going to take him time. He's very young. So the window is now. That's why you went and got Snell. But, so if Snell balls in the playoffs, 
to me, he totally redeems himself and it was worth the trade. But right now he is killing the bullpen, killing it. You got Lament, who's got a spaghetti arm. I don't think it's Lament's fault. Probably should have gotten Tommy John. I don't know whose fault that is. I don't know if that's the Padres or Lament. I assume it's Lament that's like, no, I don't want it. And he wants to pitch and whatever. Um, I assume he'll get it in the offseason or the spaghetti arm will end up getting it this year or what have you. Any innings you get out of him to me is just a luxury. But every time he pitches, you're lucky to get five innings out of him. So if you're getting three, four innings out of him, and then Weathers, the only reason why you got to take him out, I know a lot of people on Padre Twitter like freak out every time he comes out. I think he threw five and a third yesterday, which is good. He gave up a few runs, but dude, you got to get some innings out of these guys. You have to. The runs isn't as important, especially when you have an offense that can score. Like they put up some runs early in the game. Um, it was three nothing. Weathers gave up a three run homer. Okay. I think they bounced back with two or three runs the next inning. I think they were up five or six, three. And then Weathers, you know, pitches another inning or two. And they still had that lead. Like, you got to get innings out of these guys. You cannot be Blake Snell. Um, Someone on Eric's um, chit-chat, whatever it's called, uh, Twitter space, whatever the fuck it's called, um, was saying Chris Matt is close to the innings that Blake Snell has. Chris Matt. He's a fucking mop-up guy, dude. An absolute mop-up guy. And you're going to fucking tell me that, like, Snell was supposed to be our number two. I didn't expect Snell to be a six, seven-inning pitcher, but you got to be five, six innings. You got to give us consistently five, six innings. Right now, he's a four to five-inning pitcher. Paddock, to me, is a five, six-inning pitcher. Musgrove is five, six innings. Um, I know, well, Paddock, I don't know. Paddock's about a five-inning pitcher. I'd say Musgrove's five to six. And then Darvish is six to seven. Weathers is four to five, but at least, like, there's a reason why Weathers is four to five. It's because he's got an innings limit. So you understand that. You you get it. And I see a lot of people kind of destroying Paddock. He came into today's game with a 4.56 ERA. Um, I don't know what that ballooned up to. Probably five-something. I mean, he got... But to me, at least he's giving you innings. You traded Fernando Rodney for him, okay? He's not costing you a lot as far as financially. Snell isn't killing you on the bank financially. I think he's costing you about $11 million. But he gave up a lot of capital for him. And, I mean, $11 million, you got to pitch like a number two or a number three starter. Even just a number three I would take right now. To me, Snell, he's pitching like he's the number five. He's basically pitching like Paddock. And Paddock's salary is totally different. And Paddock also, in my opinion, has a really good chance to be a breakout candidate next year. Because the more and more he throws that curveball, the more and more I think he's going to get better. Um, when his fastball is flat like it was tonight, you got you got to throw the changeup. you got to throw the curveball more. Paddock's main problem is that first fucking batter of the game, when he can't put him away, it's like, oh, here we go. I think it was the Diamondbacks. Guy fucking took like a 12-13 pitch at bat, and then he just got destroyed. And the same thing happened tonight. Guy took him like eight, nine pitches, I think, you know, and, and then he plunks him, and then 
you know, single up the middle. I mean, if he stabs that thing, it's probably a double play. He didn't stab it. It's up the middle, whatever. And then Soto, Soto hit a really good pitch low and away. I mean, Soto, to me, is as good of a hitter as there is in baseball. I know he's not having that great of a season, but he's already had two seasons. He's only had two full seasons. Well, not full, but two years in the major leagues, and both years is on base percentage is over 400. And, you know, I mean, that's at worst, he's a top five hitter in baseball, in my opinion. Um, you know, he hits a missile to left center. I mean, it happens, but then the rest of the stuff is just, it just felt like if he doesn't get that first guy out, like if the guy just keeps fouling it off, like Paddock just self-destructs. Well, he's still young. Basically, Paddock to me is almost like in his second season because he had the first year, which was really good. He had more ups and downs. He had some downs, but he had some more ups and downs. Second year was only a half a season, but it was a complete disaster. And then this year has been ups and downs. It's been really good at times and really just bombed. Well, he's still young. Snell's not young. Snell, there's no reason why Snell should be struggling this bad to go through innings, especially when you're up five to nothing and you, you're not you're not attacking hitters with your fastball and throwing strikes. He's a disaster out there. It's like every fucking inning, there's two guys on, and you're like, oh, I hope we get a double player, or I hope he strikes someone out. Yeah, he strikes people out. His stuff is great, 97, 96, and then, you know, slider's fucking nasty. He's got great stuff. That's why it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating watching. The most two frustrating players are Hosmer and Snell because Hosmer hits the ball hard. He just hits it on the ground every goddamn fucking time, and then Snell can't throw strikes. If those guys, if those, if two of the three, Hosmer, Myers, and Snell, just get to average of what you would expect out of them, then this team's going to thrive. And, I mean, I can't, you can't say that you can't see that. I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen, but it's almost like it should happen. I mean, this bullpen has been fantastic. And there's a lot of guys, you know, Padre Twitter, gets on like they wanted Stammen gone like a year or two ago Stammen's got an ERA of 2.9 he's got a whip of 1.01 he's thrown 49 fucking innings you know um Tim Hill's got an ERA of 2.65 he's got a whip of 1.21 and 34 innings this was a couple days ago, so I don't know if these guys pitched tonight. I did, I stopped watching. You got Adams with an ERA of 1.84. Adams gets destroyed for some reason on Padre Twitter. He's kind of frustrating to watch because he walks guys and he beans them. But, dude, a 1.84 ERA, and really, if it wasn't for the first, like, two or three outings where he came off of an injury, he didn't have spring training, you knew he's going to be rusty, at least anyone who's, you know, got any brain cells knew that he was going to be rusty and that's where like his ERA kind of bloomed. He's got a whip of 1.02, you know? I mean, those guys are all really good. And to be as good for how many innings that they've thrown, they're kind of taxed because of Snell, you know, Paddock's inconsistent, but I figure I view Paddock as a 5. I view Weathers as potentially being a solid 4. He's not there yet because his innings limit and 
he's just a rookie, basically. I mean, he's he's going to have his ups and downs. Like when he has his when Weathers has his control of the fastball and he can go inside and out, then you know he's on that night. When he's just on the black, and there's times that he is, but he's a young pitcher. He's going to go through his ups and downs. So was Patty. But Snell's not a young pitcher. That's what pisses me off. You're not going to be like, well, just wait another year. He'll probably, you know, break out. Like, I think Paddock might break out next year. I've already said that, but I really think that there's a good chance at that. But Stammen, Hill, Adams, all those guys, Padre Twitter has won and gone at one time or another. And I'm just, like, sitting here, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you guys watching, dude? You watch some of the teams in the National League East? Like, they have no bullpen whatsoever. The Nationals, the Phillies, the... Even the Braves bullpen hasn't been that good. The Mets is, I mean, like, these teams don't have good bullpens. Our bullpen is really good, and we have to pitch an extra inning or two every fucking game because our starters can't go any deep, except for Darvish and, you know, you know, three out of four starts. Musgrove's, you know, he gets... Musgrove, to me, though, is starting to worry me without the sticky stuff. He seems like him and Lament were my two concerns as far as guys that could be, you know, that probably use sticky stuff. Because Lament kind of came out of nowhere last year. Not out of nowhere. I mean, he had good stuff, but he was not throwing 98, 99 until last year. You know, when he was coming up, he was throwing like 94, 95. Now, Slider was really good, but he was not 98, 99. Last year, all of a sudden, he's 98, 99. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, Musgrove, kind of last year, kind of... Got it going, at least late in the second half of last year. And then this year, you know, has it going. And then you take the sticky stuff away, and they haven't been as consistent. Um, so the, both of those guys in somewhat worry me. I mean, Snell, one good thing about Snell is he's pitched 15 in the third innings versus the Dodgers. He's only given up four runs. So if you were to face the Dodgers in the playoffs, like, at least Snell has had some success against the Dodgers. Obviously, he had success against them in the World Series as well. Um, going to, the, like, the trade, like, I know a lot of people are like, let's go get a bat. And there's two bats, like, marquee bats that I would consider, okay? Because I don't think the Reds are going to trade their guys. The, the Reds are kind of on the borderline of being a playoff team. I think the Cubs are done. Um, I think the Cubs wanted to trade guys, you know, going into the season, and I think now that they've lost, like, I think they lost, like, nine in a row at one point. I don't know if they lost ten in a row or whatever. But I think they're kind of out of it. Um, Chris Bryant, I mean, he, he, he would be a rental. I don't think it would cost as much as people think. I mean, he's down to 271. He's got an OP, I mean, on-base percentage of 353 and 860. Again, this was like a day or two ago that I put down these notes. So it, it, it'll be something similar to that. But I don't think the Padres have his, have that much to trade. And the reason why I say that is Mackenzie Gore right now is a complete and utter disaster down the minor leagues. He, I don't, I don't know, dude. The first year or two I watched him in the minor leagues, 2019, I was like, dude, we got a really good pitcher. He's got four good pitches, uh, changeup, curveball, slider, and a fastball. And his fastball seemed like it had pop and everything. Then this year, or last year, I didn't get to see him in anything. And then this year, watching him, he has no control. He's basically Blake Snell down in the minor leagues. Well, if you're Blake Snell down in the minor leagues, you come in, in the major leagues, 
I mean, these guys have way better eyes. You're going to walk the whole fucking world. Some people are always like, well, just bring up Gore, bring up Gore. Stop. That's not even close. He's not even close to coming up. He's going to need a full fucking year or at least a half a year of dominating in the minors. And we haven't seen that since 2019. He dominated a little bit in high A and then got to double A and I thought he was doing okay. I thought he did pretty good. He was very young for the level. And I thought he did fine. But since then, since last year, where it was like a bunch of excuses, and I, I thought they were reasonable. I was like, well, he's 21 and, you know, whatever. We'll see what he does this year. Well, this year's been a disaster. You can't trade him. He's, he's, if you trade him right now, you're trading on the low. And you want to buy, you know, sell high, buy low. You don't want to buy low on this guy or sell low on him, you know. You don't want to do that at all. Um, C.J. Abrams, to me, you just you just don't trade guys like that. He's a top ten prospect. He got hurt anyways. I don't see someone. You know, Robert Hassel. I I just I don't want to trade that guy. That guy's got a really good high on base percentage so far. Low A. Seems like he's got real good back control. I I don't watch a lot of it. I haven't seen him. You know, I've seen a game or two. Um, I I. I really don't want to trade him. The guy I would consider training is Luis Camposano. Um, not too long ago, like a day or two ago, his numbers were 277, 353 on base, 817 OPS. Um, he really got off to a slow start, and he's really starting to hit the ball in AAA. I think he's a really nice prospect. I think a lot of teams would, you know, give willing to give up a lot to get him. And the reason why I would consider trading him, or at least be willing to trade him, I don't really want to because he's a catcher, and those are very hard to find. But you got Brandon, I think his name is Venezuela, down in low A. He's He can hit, it sounds like, at least a little bit. I think he's only like 19. Um, and then you got, you got Nola for a couple more years. I know he's had some injury problems, but if you believe that he could stay healthy – and then you got Carantini for at least another year or two, I believe. So you wouldn't need necessarily a catcher to come up in the next year or two. And then that would give time for Venezuela, or it'd give time for you to draft and you know develop someone or trade someone down the road. So in that sense, I'm willing to give up Camposuano. If you traded Gore... And then I, I even see people saying trade Weathers. Like, to me, Weathers should not be uh, – I'm not trading Weathers. Because who who do you, who are you going to throw, you know, in the next two, three years that's going to help you financially as a pitcher? you got to have some pitchers that aren't making big money. Darvish is making good money. Musgrove's going to ask for a contract this offseason. There's no doubt about it because you only have one year left of him. I think it's like four or five million. And he's going to want an extension. And if he doesn't get an extension, I mean, fine. You, you can, but then he's he's probably going to leave, you know. Um, like two, three years down the road, my point is you can't have everybody on contracts. What I mean by contracts is like, you know, they're not on the rookie contract. You want Weathers in there giving you 150, 170 innings on basically a rookie contract. You want Paddock in there giving you 170 innings on that rookie contract. And then hopefully Gore too. But if Gore doesn't pan out, you only have 
you're down to two of them, and Paddock is not a sure thing. And what you know, I mean, Weathers looks like a pretty good bet on him. But my point is, shit, dude. You know, Clevenger's only got one year left. Lament's got a spaghetti arm. Uh, Snell, good luck counting on him. I mean, you could count on Darvish for at least another year or two. And then if you sign Musgrove, but that, that's going to cost you again financially. So I, I'm not trading Weathers because if you traded Weathers, then you're just banking on Gore and Paddock and you don't have anything really else left in the minor league system. Now you got a guy named, uh, I think it's Justin Lang. They drafted, I think, in the second round last year. Um, he's 19 years old, but I mean, shit, he's going to take some time to get up here. You don't really have much else. You got Reggie Lawson. He's coming off of Tommy John. He's he's kind of gotten bombed. He's 23 years of age. I mean, he ain't coming up next year. What else do you have? So my point is, I, there's no way I'm training Weathers. So getting back to the whole thing is if you want to get a Chris Bryant or a Joey Gallo, it's going to cost you, you know, I don't think Bryant's going to cost you half as much as Gallo is. Gallo is only hitting 233. Um, these numbers are a little off now. 387 on base, 880 OPS. I have written down 21 home runs, but I think he has 23 now. Um, he's got a, so you're going to get a year and a half of him. He's got another year of arbitration. To get Gallo, I would think at least Camposuano's got to be in the deal, Marcano, and maybe something else, you know. And I'm willing to do that, like. If they said Camposuano, Marcano, you know, Joshua Mears or Anderson Espinosa, I mean, I'm in. I would do that. If he says we want Camposuano and, you know, Ryan Weathers, I'm not doing that. That's just, that's too much to me because, yeah, Gallo gives you that offensive power, but you're just banking on a year, year and a half that you're going to win that World Series. And if you don't, he just got rid of Weathers, who financially is going to help you a shit ton. Um, another starting pitcher they could look at is Kyle Gibson. I mean, he's got $7 million in 2022. So that doesn't cost that much. He, but he's 33 years of age. He just got bombed. I think it was today or yesterday, and it's a 1.9 ERA when I wrote this down with a whip of 1.035. So I believe those numbers are a lot higher. Um, well, maybe not a lot higher, but a little bit higher. I don't know. I, I don't think I really want him. I would I would try to get a guy just to eat up some innings, you know. Um, Richard Rodriguez is a closer that I would look at. He's got two years of arbitration. That's kind of where I would look at. Because if you could get a closer, put Melanson maybe in the eighth. Because Pomerantz, as good as Pomerantz is, you can't use him back-to-back nights. And then you you got a history of injuries there. Pagan, I want to use more as a sixth-inning guy than seventh-inning guy. Uh, Seventh-inning, he doesn't worry me too much. But I don't want to use Pagan as an eighth-inning guy. And like I said, Pomerantz is kind of iffy. Uh, could they go get a Craig, Craig Kimbrell? That would cost. But, I mean... He's the best closer or one of the best closers. I would look into that. I don't I don't think you're giving up Gore, Campus Abrams, or Hassel for him. 
I think you could find a way to give up like Marcano and Lang or something for him because it's just a rental and it is a reliever. Um, but I mean, my point in the whole thing is unless it's Gallo or Bryant, I'm not getting a bat. And if you do go get one of those guys, Bryant or Gallo, to me, you don't really have anything else to go trade to get a pitcher. And I think they need pitching more than hitting because I would bank on Hosmer or Myers, one of them kind of coming out of it. It looks like Hosmer is a little bit, and it looks like Myers is a little bit um, up to date. I mean, they just they can't be as bad as they were these last two months. The first month, Hosmer was fine. And at the beginning of the season, it seemed like Myers was fine until he got hurt in Pittsburgh with his ankle. And it, it seemed like he wasn't driving the ball after that. Now, I heard that uh, Myers' exit velocity and hard hit and barrels, whatever, isn't that great. And it doesn't seem like it's that great this year. But, you know, I mean, he's got 10 home runs already. Not already, but, I mean, he always can run into some home runs and get hot. He's got that swing. He, You know, he hit a home run yesterday to right center. When he's hitting to right center, that's when you know he's good. I could see him getting hot at least for – Two weeks, I can see Hosmer being more consistent and being, you know, much more productive than he's been. And if, like I said, if both of them just are average, they're never going to be worth their contracts. Let's just get past that point. But, you know, Cronenworth and Grisham aren't making shit. And if you combine the four, if we could just get the production you know, out of whatever they make total, 43, 44 million, whatever they make total, then we should be fine because Grisham and Cronenworth are, I mean, Cronenworth made the all-star team and Grisham, if he doesn't get hurt, is going to probably be an all-star. I would bank on that more than, than, oh, let's get a hitter and then not have enough to get a pitcher. So I'd probably get... A starter that can just give me some innings. I wouldn't give up a lot to get him, just an innings eater. And then if I'm going to give up a lot, I'd give up for a Kimbrel or Richard Rodriguez. But, I mean, as far as the whole season goes, it looks like they're going to be a wild card team. The more and more, I mean, the Dodgers, although I, I do think the Dodgers are in trouble without Bauer. I really do think they're in trouble without Bauer. If Bauer's not going to pitch another pitch this year, I think they're in trouble. And people would be like, well, they'll just go get a pitcher. Well, sure. They'll probably go get a starter, but who's going to be better than Bauer? Unless they get Scherzer, ain't getting anyone better than Bauer. As much as we all hate that guy, and, you know, if he's guilty, he's guilty. If he's not, he's not. I'm not going to get into that. But it looks like he's never going to pitch again for the Dodgers. At least I would would bank on that. I mean, at least I would bet on that right now. Um, I wouldn't bank on it, but I'd bet on it. And... If he doesn't pitch for them, you're talking about Goslin, who's like a four or five inning pitcher as one of your four. Who's the fifth? They don't have a fifth, so they got to go get someone. You know, Dustin May's out for the year. Um, it, Their bullpen isn't really deep to me. They got the back end's pretty good, but the guys, it's not deep enough that if you're getting shorter and shorter on your starts because you don't have Bauer – you're going to be in trouble. And I I think that I can see that happening with the Dodgers. But that's if he doesn't pitch. And then they'll go get someone, sure. 
but they're going to have to give assets to go get them, and then they're not going to be able to get a, a reliever. Because to me, if I were them, if Bauer comes back, to me, what they need is uh, another reliever. If they got another marquee reliever, I think, you know, if Bellinger and and Betts start hitting like they're capable, and then if Seager comes back, I mean, you know, they probably easily win this division. But I don't think the Giants – I think the Giants are about to falter a little bit. I mean, the Padres are still kind of right there. And to me, they have the most assets to go get something. I mean, the Giants can go – Giants have a really good minor league system, and they can go get something. But I don't think that want, they want to do that. That's, I don't think that's part of their plans. I think they're playing with house money, and I don't think they they want to, you know – change the plans like if they go trade one of their top 50 prospects you know of all in baseball to go get you know oh we just got a bat and it's going to put us over the top i mean i think that would be dumb for them but because they got so many free agents coming up in the next year or two a lot lot of their older players are just having career years you figure that they're we get into the middle july august september you're going to wear down but that's all i got for tonight Um, Till the next time, go Pods.